Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hop, Buddy Dawson, I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to another Melchester Odyssey. Of course, if you're new to this, we're going through the uh, Roy of the Rovers comics through the 1980s, and I have in my right hand, mm. 3rd of December, 1983, issue of Roy of the Rovers, it cost 20 pence, um... Oh, 3rd of December. Almost Christmas. Um, <laughs> and it says right across the top, Britain's most famous footballer is back. And indeed he is. And the front cover is completely devoted to the return to Melchester of Roy fucking race. I'm back, um, cons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> back with new problems. Um, what's, what's weird about this is, is right is that like obviously as we know Racy even before ran this club effect there was a chairman but he ran it this club from top to bottom in a yeah. way in the real world you kind of only really saw during the imperial years of Arsene Wenger and Alex Ferguson yeah from top to bottom he ran it now he's come back but on his own terms he's done a, the ultimate power play he fucked off and then agreed to come back but pretty much on the condition that the chairman who had annoyed him so much, Sambalo, fucked off. So now he's back, and let's be under no illusions, Racy is 100% in charge of Melchester yeah. Rovers, which makes it even funnier that uh, this bus with Racy, a double-decker open-top bus with Racy <laughs> return banner across the front of it has been laid on. Because yeah. the only person who would have arranged this would have been him, himself. Mm. I want a boss... Open top. Uh, I'll take Penn and the kids up there. Yeah. The fucking mad one might try and jump off, mind you, so we'll have There's to tie him. There for him. We'll they've, have got, to... they've got him tight to that reel, I think. We better think. tether him. You've got to it's tether him to something. Yeah. A ground anchor. So even if he does manage to get over the rail, right, we'll put him on a bungee or something and he'll come back <laughs> up again. <laughs> That'll actually be something quite entertaining. The fans might like that. <laughs> Uh, but of course, normally when you see a double-decker bus going through the streets, an open-top bus rather going through the streets, uh, there's an entire team on there celebrating. Mm. But here we've just got Roy and his family, and the strange man who's lurking at the back. Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> about ten feet behind them, is he like a government official or something? Head of, what is head of security. Head of security must be. Yeah, Roy's uh, worried for, about another assassination attempt. I think former MI5. You saw what happened to Reagan, didn't you? And the Pope. These things come in threes. Who's next? It's obvious, racing. They've this tried to shoot name. me once. They'll do it again. This blog's name is also Roy, but I have insisted he changes it to Colin. 
while he is working for me. Um, this, uh, when did the Pope get shot, mate? 81, I think. 81. I, we were talking about that the other day. I can't remember who with. We were talking about the Pope being Everyone shot. Everyone got shot then. It was so popular to shoot, get shot, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Like, and then it just stopped. Do you know what I mean? Pope it was shot. like everyone was getting shot. And if you were famous, there was every chance you were going to get shot at. And then, all of a sudden, it's just like it went out of fashion. Ronald Reagan shot March 30th, 1981. Six weeks later, Pope shot, shot. May 1981. Well, yeah. like, it was like um, Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy both got shot very close mm. together, I think, didn't they? Yeah. Guns didn't down. Someone, uh, who got shot? The Indian uh, president. Gandhi was shot, wasn't he? He got shot. Well, that was 1948. Back in those days, if you hadn't been shot, you were no one. You mm. were a no- Len- John Lennon. John Lennon, Reagan and the Pope. That's all early 80s shootings. All, 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 yeah, all six months, because Lennon was the end of 1980, wasn't it? Fucking it was like hell. an epidemic. It's an epidemic of shooting. It was awful. But what I remember about... Uh, one of my earliest memories is the Pope being shot. Well... If it was 81, you know, six, not that early. But the reason I remember it so vividly is that it's a bit like this business with the Queen dying. Every TV channel just stopped. Mm. But they wouldn't do that now for the Pope, would they? People In those days, everyone was on about the Pope all the time. Now the Pope's like, oh, yeah, the Pope, what's it? Like, my kids were like, we were, talk- that was it. We were talking about it on holiday. And my kids were like, who is the Pope? What is this Pope business? And I'm like, fucking hell, when I was a kid... The Pope was as big a, of a deal as the Queen. The, the, the Pope was as big as Duran Duran. He was, wasn't he? In the 80s. And we're going back to, what, Pope John Paul II, was he? The Polish one. For me, he's, yeah. the, he's classic Pope. Yeah. It's like Doctor Who, isn't it? It's the one who it was around when you're young. Who's, yeah, he's t- the Tom you. Baker of Popes, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um he was, and it, actually, I couldn't. I couldn't even picture another pope. If someone the, says nowadays the pope they come. Now, I think. I think of him if someone says so the pope. Do I. You know what the popes remind me of? They remind me of FA Cup finals. You know, like you knew everything about the pope, but then all yeah. of a sudden, the it's pope. Now you just see it's like on the third page of a newspaper. Oh, there's a new pope, and you're like, oh, fucking hell. You know, what, for me, yeah. for me, the, the, the game's gone now. The game's gone since that last one said he just wanted to pack it in. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to just pack it in. totally undermined the note. Because you're supposed yeah. to have been appointed by God, right? Exactly. Only if God can God, then... If God anoints you his representative on earth, which I think is literally what the Pope's supposed to be. That I'm is the sure job description. You I'm can't Catholic, go, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I've got, I said to myself when I took the job, I thought I'll give it if I give it minimum six months, then it, I can stick it legitimately on my CV. Anything <laughs> less than that, and you can't really start bandying it about as as legitimate work experience. But I bought six weeks. I've actually ended up doing three years, which is great. It's a lot longer than I thought, but I am exhausted. The conditions are not what I was promised, and I'm stepping aside. Uh, I said to God, I said, God, I am fucking knackered. If you want me to step down, give me a sign. And sure enough, he did. Uh, I'm not prepared to say what that sign was. That's between me and God. But <laughs> a sign was given and I will be leaving at the end of the month. And I wish all the very best to whoever it is that God anoints as my replacement. I trust God fully. Again, <laughs> right. 
God issued a statement saying, <laughs> he has been a wonderful servant to me <laughs> for these past three years, and we wish him all the very best in his future endeavours. It's been very tough for him, and I decided to let him go early rather than wait for him to die. Like the job, all, let's face like it, was killing him pop- anyway. The other popes have all died. Died of, and the cause of death? Poping. Because it, it, it catches up with all of them in <laughs> the end. Extreme poping, yeah. Or getting shot. But the, the that pope, I call him our pope, right? Yeah, he, the world's pope. He, um, our pope, he, he did get shot, but he fucking survived, didn't he? Yeah. And then after, well, was, it, was it after that that he went everywhere in the Pope Mobile? With that was why he got the Pope Mobile with all yeah. the plexiglass, yeah. Mm. That's the thing about these things, like shootings were trendy, but then what happens is security catches up. So, I you know, like 9-11 yeah. happened and then there hasn't really been anything like that since. It's because Nine- security... Security mm. processes only really respond to disasters. That's just mm. the way it is. I mean, they're not sitting around thinking of every fucking possible thing a terrorist could do all the time. They wait for a terrorist to do it, and then they put systems in place to prevent it happening yeah. again, don't they? Yeah, that's it. Like nine eleven died. No, you can't get through security without taking your shoes off. Now I just now I'm just not fucking. I don't really like going abroad because it's just too much of a ball ache. You know, it costs like four hundred quid just to fly to France now. Does it? Yeah. Because right. oh, is this the thing you were doing with your vouchers? You know, I've got these vouchers. So I thought, yeah. oh, what I'll do is, I've got about combined, I've got about four hundred quid. Right. So I mm. thought. Oh, that's enough for me and the missus to fuck off pretty much anywhere in Europe for the weekend. I wouldn't mind, you know, if I had to top it up by like 50 quid, 100 quid, it'd be worth it, you know. And uh, But I started looking and I've looked at I thought, I don't care, lucky dip, I'll see where the value is and I'll go there within reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I thought that'd be quite interesting. Fucking everywhere, 400 quid. Really? Nice, mm. 400 quid. Portal, 400 quid. Rome, 400 quid. Next question. That, does, That's what that the BA website's do, like. Is that because you look the do weekend, or is it? Well, you look midweek, and, the, and the, 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 pre, the price doesn't come down that much. Because remember, right. a lot of these European cities, you got your business commuters in the week. All oh, right, okay. So as you see, with me, I, I, I went to Alicante last month. Yeah. And if you go to Alicante out of the school holiday season during the week, it's really fucking cheap. Yeah, okay. So but I I there's many, there's I, not much business going on in Alicante. Put I looked at some holiday destinations on that basis, like Ibiza, Mallorca, my fate, my my retirement target. Yeah, right. Um, that's my favourite place to go uh, at four hundred quid. But remember, Andy, I'm limited to just British Airways. Like, if oh, you're looking, go most there. people are looking for a flight. You go on a flight comparison site. I'm looking at Jet Two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I cannot sure. imagine the fucking the logistics that that would go into you booking a flight would be like watching a beautiful mind. Do you know what I mean? Exactly what it is. I, I retire to my mind palace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where it all goes on. You just disappear into it. Yeah, and you almost black out. But when you come to, you've got yeah. a really inexpensive flight with exotic location, and you actually yeah. don't even know how it happened. It just happens. Yeah. Well. That's how it is. Sorry, uh, but British Airways though wouldn't wouldn't go near them. Wouldn't touch them. Well, that, that's the thing. That's who I've got the vouchers with. So, but they don't offer any mm. value whatsoever, mate. No, oh, well. 
So, do you know what? Fuck them, I'm not fucking going abroad. <laughs> I'll go somewhere, but I'll go show with you them. too. I'll show the go cunts. With you too. Do you know what? It'd be cheaper, now we've had this idea to go away anyway, to literally fuck the vouchers and just get a fucking Jet 2 flight yeah. to somewhere. Drive drive up to a, a, a provincial airport somewhere and yeah, go I'm up Jet for that. 2. I'm up for that. No, at one point I thought, do you know what? I want to fly to Belfast. I've never been. And I thought, I'm going to drive from Belfast across the mountains of Morn, and then I'm going to go to Newry, which is where my granddad's from. And I'm right. going to go to his old fucking bike shop that he ran in Newry, right? Oh, I thought, nice. Nice odyssey. And the mountains of Morn, where I've never been, but apparently some of the most beautiful scenery in the whole of, like, British Isles, right? So I thought, this is a great trip. Mm. I'd have to take a little bit of convincing of my good wife because she thought we were going to go to Lisbon and get a bit of sunshine. But I'm like, look, <laughs> we can't afford Lisbon. We're going to fucking Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, best of luck with that. <laughs> that might be well, a solo right. trip, that. Listen, mate, 400 quid. Oh, you're joking. Fuck off. Fuck British off, Airways. So John British Airways has just got a new part. I've got a new marketing policy. Hello? Yeah, is this sales? Yeah, it's the boss here. Listen, I've got this fucking brilliant idea. It came to me in a dream. Mate, every flight, no matter where it's fucking to, 400 quid, flat rate. <laughs> Consumers are pissed off with all the changing prices all the time. Give them a price. They know what they're getting. You fly BA, it's 400 quid. What is one of the biggest retail successes of the last 20 years in Britain? It's Poundland. Everything's a pound. <laughs> Everybody knows that. But now with British Airways, all the flights are 400 quid. Same we principle. Can e- Can't we fail. can even call ourselves 400 Poundland. <laughs> 400 pound sky this is what I'm like I'm, a, I'm fucking my mind's constantly buzzing with ideas I'm a disruptor and I'm disrupting <laughs> the airline business I'm making it worse <laughs> can we get back to this Roy the Rovers thing yeah um, so they're on the on the up top bus and there's the security guy behind and there looks like there might be some people on the downstairs deck that they could be the players I don't know uh, but there's loads of fans everywhere with all their hats and scarves and all their memorabilia and everything and banners that say Roy Rules and across the front of the bus is a big banner that says Racy Returns and then underneath it says Special on the bus just in case you're not sure that this is a special thing um, and there's the fans and they're giving it all Hooray! Welcome back Racy! We've missed you Racy! Don't ever leave us again! Um, the little yellow box tells us what's going on says Roy Racer's exile as player manager of Walford Rovers was over exclamation mark roared on by thousands of delighted Manchester fans the king was returning to his beloved Rovers continued on colour pages inside now before we go any further I say to you look at these drawings this is not the work I believe of David Skew Oh. Particularly if you look at the third page, look at Roy's face, the close-ups of him. Oh yeah, I know this is there was one there. Yeah, this is this is Skew must have been ill. His face, yeah. he's a different person. Plus, he's they're experimenting with light. Like yeah. his face is really red. Like either like he's been drinking very very heavily, or <laughs> he's been sunburned. And it's the same yeah. with Blackie. It's like if you imagine that they put, like, a red gel on the camera if it was being filmed on TV. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's fucking weird. And um, the, one where he's shaking, the one where he's shaking hands with Blackie... Yeah. That is nothing like Roy Race. 
It's not at all, is it? It's really, it's really weird. unsettling. Yeah. So I don't know what was, where David Skew was. I hope he recovered soon because I can't stand this one much longer. But, um, I mean, obviously, down the, down the years, Roy changes, his hairstyle changes and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think the we artist does change that. somewhere. Oh, and his face has changed a lot. I mean, if you look at the 50s annual, which I've got, which I'm hoping one day we'll dive after we've done the 70s and 60s, the 50s one, which is so good because it's fighting in every single episode. (laughs) They just fight, fight, fight. Remember I told you that? And I actually asked my dad about it. Me and Len asked my dad and said, we've been reading 50s Roy the Rovers. It's interesting because my dad said, yeah, I used to get Roy the Rovers in the 50s, or it was in Tiger then, right? But it's interesting, isn't it, that there's something that we read that our kids like, but that our own fathers would have followed. And I go, okay, yeah. so this is your era. Why are people just... Con- why, at the, the slightest disagreement, does Roy punch someone in the face or someone punches him? And he's just punching all the time. And my dad went, yeah, <laughs> there was more punching in those days. That's what we did. And yeah. I said, why? And he goes, it's because of the war, I think. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, people came back from the war and they'd just been, like, shooting and killing each other for fucking years. He went, so suddenly, just, like, conflict resolution through a punch just felt like nothing at all. That's what you did. <laughs> yeah. But this this one where Roy and Blackie are shaking hands, it almost looks like something from the 1960s. It's it's almost, it? it's psychedelic. Like, in colour. It's it a bit like psychedelic, mate. or something like that. It does, actually, yeah. It really does. Yeah, he really looks a bit. Weird. Blackie's wearing this sort of orangey polo neck, and he yeah. gi- he gives me strong sort of Fred from Scooby Doo vibes. Yeah, it, or he looks like the husband from Bewitched. Oh uh, yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, uh, back to the second page. So there's a massive crowd outside Manchester Mate, Stadium. Just side note: Bewitched is oh, a, of course. Bewitched is a great show for um, a potential yeah. future deep dive. Bewitched is brilliant. <laughs> It'd yeah. be a great deep dive. I tell you what else. Um, I, I, I also have very, very strong feelings for Elizabeth Montgomery. Yeah, it was yeah. bewitched. And oh, hang on a minute. Which one was? Uh, wasn't Larry Hackman in Bewitched? Or was he in something else? No, he was in I Dream of. I Dream oh, of I Dream. Dream. They're similar, aren't they? Similar yeah. shows in, in a way. In the sense that they used to be repeated on Channel Four in the early eighties. Yeah, and I watched <laughs> them after after. Fucking coming home, having the biscuits, yeah. watching like Grey Jill. Or something like that. Yeah. Watch Grey Jill, have the biscuits, switch over. Oh, I dream it's thing about a woman who's a genie. All right, I'll watch this. <laughs> She's very pretty. Yeah, really pretty. <laughs> oh, genies. Female genies, very, genies. very sexy look. Very, very sexy. <laughs> Just saying, Halloween's coming up, and I know a lot of the ladies like to dress up on Halloween. Uh, Dress up as a lady genie. Yeah, think about genies because yeah, everyone us. everyone goes as Harley Quinn nowadays. It's very boring. Yeah. Think more. I dream of genie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, outside the stadium, uh, fucking thousands of the cunts shouting "Roy race, Roy race," um, and one of the coppers is saying, "My stars, what a crush! It's as if we brought the FA Cup back to Manchester." One of the behind him says, that's exactly what he's going to do. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> we'll I think see. you'll find. Now that he's back, everything's going to be all right. We're going to win every week. Fuck me. Roy's going to be, Roy's going to restore the Melchester magic. You will see. He should arrest both these two. He would get arrested for this these days. Talking back to a copper. Yeah. Immediate arrestable offence now, I think. Uh, 
and his hat, his, his helmet is slightly askew, and his chin straps come up slightly. Uh, when Roy and his family eventually struggled into the stadium, uh, oh god, who's this with the, the green checked fucking jacket again? This is a bit nineteen sixties. Yeah, it is. Uh, is this is this Alec fucking Eargar or whatever he's called? It is. Who's he? Oh, is he the temporary Alec, chairman? Alec Earmore. I am the temporary chairman. And to celebrate this fleeting position of authority, I have been out to the local shopping arcade and bought myself this ludicrous great checked jacket. What do you think, Roy? I'm not going to lie to you. I fucking hate it. Fortunately, my bright red tunic that I'm wearing will... Uh, <laughs> distract people. Will distract everybody in the photographs that appear in the press. So Alec Earmore as his name is, says, Hello, Roy Penny. Uh, uh, sorry we had to put you through all that. Sorry? He fucking loves it. Roy says, It's not it's not quite the way I wanted to come back to Melchester, Alec. Too much pomp and circumstance. I never did like being made a fuss of. Well, you didn't have to get on the fucking open-top bus, did you? You know, <laughs> yeah. when they mentioned it, he could have said booked. no. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. I don't Fuck like attention off. like this. I prefer to just get my head down. You didn't have to get up there on the top deck with your entire family and stand at the front fucking waving at everyone in a bright red jacket. Jalapeño. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. And Roy Jr.'s got a big grin on his face as he's looking at Alec Amor like he's thinking, oh, man, crossword coat. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look like a packet of chewy mints. <laughs> He's happy. That's a mint. Roy Junior love chewy mints, but <laughs> eat too many. Oh, poo pants. <laughs> poo pants, eighty. Mum cross. <laughs> Mum put me back in cage. <laughs> Alec Airborne was the temporary chairman of the Melchester Directors. Uh, and he said, I know, but the club is in the doldrums at the moment. We need all the sensation and publicity we can get. That's fucking football in a nutshell. Yeah, that. Classic. Fuck off. Um, Roy, maybe so, but you could have spared me the other business. Mm. Look at the other business. There is a temporary stand, which is like a semicircle, and it's on the pitch at Melchester, and it is full of people. Are these fans who he is addressing? No. The media. Roy says, as he walks up to the pitch, this must be the biggest press conference in the history of football. <laughs> thousands of journalists there. In fact, it is. In, in <laughs> fact, it is. And spread, get that out there on a press release. 
fucking look at it, man. Look at the state of And it. they've arranged a weird plinth, like something you stand at and give evidence in a courtroom for him. Mm. For him to stand in yeah. front of the press behind. Um, so it says, questions were soon being fired from all directions. Uh, Roy, it's fairly obvious that the people of Belchester are delighted that you've left Walford. But what about the Walford players? Good point, says Roy. I'd forgotten about them. As Good a, point. On, on well done. Sit down and shut up and listen to this, what I'm about to say. <laughs> what Walford players? The <laughs> <laughs> uh, one says, some people are saying that you're getting a bit too big for your boots, coming and going as you please. <laughs> We've always been scorched by the press. Uh, he says, and believe me, even if I hadn't come back to Melchester, there are a number of reasons why I had to leave Walford. Number one, Harvey Rawson was becoming increasingly weird and I suspected that he may try to interfere with me as I slept and film it. Now he says, uh, one of them being that no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't score against Belchester. <laughs> it's like erectile dysfunction, basically. <laughs> Uh, and he goes on to say but don't get the idea that it's going to be a cakewalk everyone will be expecting miracles I have everything to lose and nothing much to gain I have nothing much to gain he says <laughs> fucking hell uh, well, there's, not, there's nothing much I get out of this deal they're paying me peanuts to be honest Oh God. well in, in the UK anyway mm. offshore different matter he's pulling a Harry Redknapp there isn't he oh, barely being paid anything can Barely covers me gambling money. <laughs> it's not about that, is it? It's about love for the game. Next question. <laughs> Later. Thank goodness that's over. Now maybe I can start moving my stuff back into the office. What's he got? He brought it himself, has he? And Alec Amore says, OK, Roy, we'll see you in the boardroom in about an hour. Yeah, of course Buds. you will. Make sure you change that fucking jacket and wash off your cologne as well. <laughs> sure, Roy, no problem. What would you like me to wear? Couldn't give a fuck, just not that jacket. In fact... Uh, chimp suit. Yeah, dress up like a chimpanzee. If not, I quit. Fine, Roy, no problem. Good. <laughs> I think you find me a lot more pliable than Sam Barlow was. Good. <laughs> okay, lucky for you then. <laughs> but the manager's office was already occupied. There he is, it's Blatty Grey. In his civvies, in the orange roll neck sweater that we described earlier. Uh, and as Roy walks in, he sees him and thinks, It's Blackie. Moving his personal things out of the office. And it explains exposition here. After Roy had gone to Walford, his long-term friend, Blackie Gray, had been appointed player manager of the Rovers. And there's a handshake between them. It all looks very cordial. Blackie, I uh, don't quite know what to say. You must feel cheated somehow. <laughs> well, of course, Blackie being the um, soft-ass fucking prick that he is not really right the fact is I've been finding out just how hard your job is I was useless on it right absolutely useless I'm not even half the man you are I <laughs> I had to get the telephone smashed up and put in the bin because I kept wanting to try and ring it to get advice right they kept, but they wouldn't let me they kept asking me to do difficult sums right I said what's this got to do with football but they made me look at the numbers non-stop <laughs> I used to open the window and shout out for, for you right did you hear me right did you hear me calling for you one uh, time no. right I locked myself in the toilet for four days <laughs> 
<laughs> Walford's 200 mile away, Blackie. I never heard you shouting, no. Well, Blackie says, and whatever's <laughs> happened, I'm still a pro. First and last, I'll give you all the help and cooperation I can. And by the way, welcome home. <laughs> all right, and off now. Get out of the office. So, yeah, well, he does. He's got... Uh, He's got two briefcases, one under each arm. So he's been working hard. Uh, and Roy thinks as he as he leaves, help and cooperation, great. But can I still count on your friendship, old mate? Now, there's nothing there that Blackie said that suggests that their friendship is in any jeopardy whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I don't think. You know, he said, I'll give you all the help cooperation. Welcome home. Yeah, but um, the way that Roy thinks is always think the worst in someone. It was my latest nemesis. Yeah. yeah. Trust no one. So and he also thinks, there. what would I be doing? Roy's the sort of guy who reads The Art of War constantly. <laughs> and like yeah. he, he, he thinks to himself, what would I be doing if I was Blackie? I would be smiling yeah. to my face, but I would be secretly yeah. trying to undermine everything I'd that I did. Plot my revenge. Yeah, yeah I think so. Um, so Roy sat at the desk. There's uh, faded squares on the walls where the pictures have been. Uh, are they the pictures that have been taken away that Blackie had had up or the ones that Roy had up originally hard to tell has Blackie just not put any pictures up on the wall Don't yeah know. no it's Blackie the, hasn't been long enough there for the pictures to the rest of the, the wall's wall been behind. sort of discoloured by the sun but the uh, squares are where the, the wall the paintwork has been protected but the paint's got darker because of the sun yeah that that, that's strange right. isn't it there's a lot of questions about that yeah. that I don't really want to ask but uh Continues further on in the comic, past the picture of uh, Stoke City's Peter Fox, who I believe was um, subject of some kind of investigation when he was a coach a bit later on. Um, not good. Not good. <laughs> I'm going to actually have a look at that. <laughs> Peter Fox, Stoke. Probably edit this out later on because it's a bit unsettling. Former Stoke City goalkeeper Peter Fox admitted putting deep heat in the sensitive places of young footballers at court years. Mm. Uh. (laughs) That reminds me a bit of that story I told you about where one player got involuntarily wanked off by another player on and away whilst in his hotel bed. (laughs) Involuntarily? Yeah. While he was asleep? Well, he was lying in bed and there was a knock at the door And these other two senior pros walked in because they were looking for his roommate. And he, they said, where is he? And he goes, oh, he, I don't know, he's in the bathroom. And they said, who are you? And he said, oh, I'm the new lad. They put me in the first team squad for tomorrow. And one of these senior pros went, oh, think you're a big fucking lad now, do you? And then just put his hand under the duvet, <laughs> grabbed this bloke's <laughs> cock and started rubbing it off. I've oh told you this God. before because... The, um, they, they were Sunderland players. Making it into an episode? I don't no, remember this. Not their names. I told it like this, and then you and then you asked me who it was afterwards. Ah. Uh, might just edit all that bit out. Edit it all out. It's actually disgusting. <laughs> yeah, no Peter, one wants to hear Peter about it. Fox was cleared anyway, so all yeah. that bit out was all. All right. The whole thing needs to go. Yeah. Um, onto the, the, the fourth page 
of this week's story. Uh, it says, everything had happened so quickly there was barely time for Roy to pick a team for Rovers' next league match against Carford. And then we have a team lineup. I like the look of this. This is good. I like this Number because one, you very often don't realise where different players play, do you? Exactly. Yeah. Number one, Charlie Carter. Then we've got Noel Baxter at right back, Vic Guthrie and Steve Neal at centre-backs, Duncan Mackay at left back. Midfield three, Jimmy Slade, Blackie Gray at Mervyn Wallace. Solid. Three up front, Rob Richards stays in the He's team. The Roy Race, yeah. Kenny Logan. So Roy's flanked by youth up front. Substitute Glenn Ritchie. No sign of Nat Gosden. I think he's just disintegrated. Um, not surprisingly, the highlights of the game were to be recorded for television. Of course, back then, not every game was, was filmed, was it? Some games existed only in the mind. Um, Roy leads the team out. Hooray! Oh, look at Charlie Carter's fucking face. He's not happy. Fuck me. But Roy's happy, and that's the main thing. Here come the Rovers, and what a moment for Roy. It must feel great to be wearing a Melchester shirt again, says the commentator. Um, Roy's hardly had time to take to talk to his old teammates. He's had to make last-minute positional changes too. Young Rob Richards, who replaced Race at centre-forward, is out on the right flank to make way for the King. And then we see Roy talking to Rob Richards. Rob Richards looks like a blonde young Elvis. Doesn't he? <laughs> he <Quiff>. does, yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, uh, we're overloaded with central strikers at the moment, Rob. <laughs> now that I'm back. Yeah. So stay out stay out on that wing. Let's get some width back into our game. You go over there where there's very little danger of you scoring goals and upstaging me. I'll do the goal stuff. Stay out of my way. You look like you look like me ordered off of Wish. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, Okay, Roy. <laughs> A few moments after kickoff, uh, a ball comes in, high ball, and Rob Richards heads it down. Uh, good ball, young Rob. He's found Roy. And he's got it straight back again. Oh, Roy's given the ball back to Rob Richards. What about that? That's wonderful. I thought he'd assume he'd just take it and just score. There you go. Now don't fuck it up. You get one chance. <laughs> Minute one. <laughs> Great stuff. Looks as if Rob and Roy are going to form a devastating partnership. Fucking hell. Uh, so we'll see. But then it says next week, in inverted commas, oh no, they've scrambled it in. 1-0 to Carford. So that's what's to come next week. Big wow. spoiler there. Mark's out of 10 for that. It's pretty dramatic. I'll give it a 9. Yeah, I'll give it a 9 as well. Yeah. Um... It's a, it's a sort it of a seismic moment, isn't it? Yeah. I'll just show you a little bit on the back there because at the minute on the IFS Turbo we're doing the um, hardest advertising mascots, mm. uh, product mascots of all yeah. time, World Cup, and the Weetabix gang. Oh, yeah, the whole cartoon strip of them, yeah. There. Yeah. But they're not doing much hard stuff. It's join the Weetabix club. Uh, it says they've taken the day off from exterminating Titchy Breakfast. Titchy Breakfast were there... Main, that's like their nemesis, but yeah. it, it, it it did have a terrible sort of subtext to it. This, or a, you know, because yeah. it's like they're supposed to be tough, and their response to what they call titchy breakfast is to like destroy them and use violence Kick against the shit them. Out of them. But that's like saying yeah. beat up the little kids at school. Yeah. Why, why, why don't fucking Weetabix pick on someone like Tony the Tiger or the Honey Monster? That's half the I reason can't... why we've arranged this fucking World Cup. 
Why can't the week of Bix resolve things with talking and resolution? Let's be honest, there are you know. strong far right vibes about the week yeah. of Bix men. Um, and, you know, there's nothing, we can't prove that, so we've got to be careful. But I'm just saying, I'm getting that vibe off of them. Mm. Well, here's what you get if you join the Weetabix Club for 90 pence. Right. Uh, a special membership card and a Weetabix badge, five great stickers, a Weetacord card so you can read secret messages. Mm. Not sure about that. Children shouldn't keep secrets. Um, a new 12 page Weetabix comic, uh, a super poster of everyone. Oh, that's everyone in the Weetabix gang, not everyone in the world. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's your 90 pence. And they say, find out more on this special Weetabix box. So they're trying to recruit. Um, youngsters, I think, to their violent cult. Yeah, it's horrible, isn't um, it? It is. There's one other thing inside, which I think is worthy of note. If I can just find it here. And it is called Magic Malcolm. And it's kind of an advertorial. Mm. It's the uh, the Mattel Electrolympic champion, 1983. 12-year-old Roy the Rovers reader, Malcolm Dickinson from Stockton on Tees who won the final and the Mattel Electrolympics so he's obviously playing um, video games doesn't say which ones but it says he won it in London in September he beat off the challenge of Tiger Battle 2000 AD and Eagle Readers to win a holiday for two to Florida USA wow. so Malcolm gets to go to Florida with one that's one other person so <laughs> one of his parents is going to be very disappointed and the best bit about it is the picture of him receiving his prize and it says uh, accompanied by two clowns our beaming winner receives congratulations from BBC disc jockey Paul Burnett and there it is for some reason there are two clowns dressed like Alec Amor <laughs> the temporary Melchester chairman uh, they're quite terrifying looking clowns the uh, the curly hair seems to have grown out a little bit. They've got loads of makeup on, and that looks fucking petrifying. Um, celebration time, it says, with his delightful, delighted dad, second left, the clowns, and Roy the Rovers editor, Ian Vosper. The clowns are just there as a constant. There's no explanation why the clowns are there. <laughs> what's, the, what's the connection between clowns and, and video games? I don't know. But I mean, even the picture at the top left where he's playing the games, the fucking clowns are sat there playing as well. It's fucking creepy, that. It's really <laughs> creepy. Like, the clowns are attacking him. Like, let's be honest, yeah. one of the clowns looks like he might be sexually abusing him in well, the, in the, the bottom the, left. Right. It, it's, yeah, it's what Invis would be called up the arse corner. Yeah, it looks a lot like of his sort of layout, <laughs> this whole design, doesn't it? Especially <laughs> with the cutout of his head laughing, this little lad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we need to go on Facebook and see if Malcolm Dickinson's on there. Cause we oh, have it's great when we do that. Out. We have searched out and... And we found that, that bloke who sent a really moody letter to Roy last year and we fucking yeah. found him. he runs a, a microbrewery in Devon a microbrewer yeah. yeah I wish we'd caught up Malcolm with him Dick it's, it's quite an unusual spelling as well mm. it's Dick Ensign not Dick Dick Ensign no can't seem to find does it. it say where he's from oh Stockton on Tees not far Stockton from you mate tees. yeah so we better be careful well, don't want to knock on the door from local Stockton resident there's a few Malcolm of them Dickinson. Hi, Andy. 
It's mad. It's mad. I'm digging to there. You've been talking about me on your podcast. Uh, uh, you've been talking shit about me, saying that I got bummed by a clown. Like, <laughs> <laughs> is this true? <laughs> no, it's just a bit of banter. We're just—that's the nature of the podcast. We go on how, what you might call how, flights of fancy. Flights of fucking anyway? what? <laughs> how did you hear it? It's behind the pier wall. I've got that many subscribers. I've got my sources. <laughs> oh, don't hurt us, Malcolm. I'm going to do to you what them clowns done to me. I'm going to come round. If you find bumming so funny, you won't mind us coming round and bumming you then, would you? <laughs> uh, uh, if it's right, all a big fucking joke to you, let's see how you like it. And I'm going to dress as a clown as well, you prick. He was 12 in 1983, so he was born in 1971. So oh, he's about your Malcolm age. Dickinson. He's about your age. That's mate. not the Malcolm Dickinson that was married in 2010. Well, it could have been his second um, marriage or third. I don't know. No, he was 53. Couldn't oh, okay. Hmm. Very curious. I'll do some more research into that over the next uh, few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> You've been researching me, I heard. Well, guess what? I've been researching you back, kidder. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. I think I found his wife. Yeah, been even <laughs> looking into my missus as well, have you? Well, I hope you like what you saw. <laughs> I'll tell you this. She likes to dress up as a genie at Halloween. What do you think about that? <laughs> Just for me, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, not we'll be saying that, that, I can promise you. Not now. If, you, if you'd made friends and reached out to me, maybe I'd have sent you some pics. But no, you won't be having it back. <laughs> we'll leave that for now. I hope he enjoyed his trip to Florida, whoever he went with. Yeah. Uh, right, that's it from this episode, and we'll find out what happens with Roy's comeback at Melchester next time. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.